BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Jeff Greenfield is the five-time Emmy-winning network television analyst and author. He wrote a great piece for Politico, an early clue on Trump's Republican support. If you really want to know whether Donald Trump is ascendant or in freefall, you might do better to focus on what might seem like a recipe for narcolepsy. And what is it? It is the Republican Party's delegate selection process across the 50-plus states, territories, and commonwealths. Here to discuss is Jeff Greenfield. Jeff, thank you so much for coming back to the program. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. So the R's and the D's, they do it differently. Explain. The Democrats uh, impose on the states a strict proportional rule about how delegates are selected. There are no winner-take-all states. I haven't had that since the 70s. So if you win a, if you win a congressional district or, or, let's say, a state, by a small margin, the division of the delegates nets you a relatively small plurality. Republicans let the states figure out what they want to do. Once the first wave of primaries are over, Republicans can have proportional. They can do winner-take-all by congressional district. They can do winner-take-all by states. And the, the point about this is that, um, for instance, if Hillary Clinton in 08 had the same rules as the Republicans, that she would have handily beaten Barack Obama because she won a lot of the big states, but by narrow margins. In Trump's case, when he ran, for instance, when he won New York with about 60 percent of the vote, he got something like 95 percent of the delegates. And so understanding how these how these rules apply uh, as you get up to 2024, I think becomes really a, a critically important clue as to what different state Republican parties think about Donald Trump or his rivals. For instance, if you're um, if you're somebody like uh, uh, Josh Hawley, uh, I don't know, Mike Pompeo, uh, you're worried that Trump could get all the delegates in a state in some states, winning only uh, like say 30 percent of the vote, as long as you got one vote for one vote more than the other guy. So you don't want that kind of system. Um, if you're Trump supporters in a state where he has a plurality, but not a majority of Republicans, you think you want to win or take all. In fact, in some states, you don't want a primary at all. You want a caucus or convention because those ways of picking delegates reward passionate or zealous supporters. Missouri, I understand, just went to a caucus system because they're state party folks like Trump, and they think it'll be easier for him to win there. 
I realize this sounds, you know, kind of parliamentary and a little bit uh, mind-bogglingly numb, but it's, it's a lot more accurate than these polls, you know, two years or a year and a half out that purport to show who's ahead and who's behind. Why and for how long have Democrats have Democrats done it differently than Republicans? Um, be, well, because Democrats believe that it's it's quote undemocratic to let a let a candidate who wins say forty percent of of the state get all the delegates. You may you are almost old enough, and I am old enough to remember a big floor fight in nineteen seventy two when California's winner-take-all delegation that went from McGovern was challenged. It was a big floor fight, and the Democrats at the convention said, okay, we'll keep this for now, but from here on in, no one winner-take-alls, because they think it unfairly rewards front runners. Uh, it, it handicaps relative underdogs. Um, and as I say, with, with the Republicans, it's kind of like symbolic. You know how Republicans like state control more than federal and Democrats prefer federal control. So the Democratic National Committee imposes its rules, and the Republicans basically say to the states, you figure out what you want to do. Can the rules change between now and the next nomination cycle? Oh, they sure can. Uh, and you're, you're, you're going to see that starting this week in a slightly different area. Um, I believe in a day or two that the Democratic National Committee uh, one of its subcommittees is going to decide whether at long last to tell Iowa, you can't go first anymore. Um, you've screwed up the system long enough. Last time you couldn't even count. We're going to let some other state, perhaps Michigan, perhaps Minnesota go first. But yes, as we get over the next year, each of the, in the Republican party, the state parties will decide what rules they want. And I, I think you're going to see some pretty intense battling uh, over what rules apply, I think I'm projecting here, and I could be wrong, uh, that the Trump supporters in, in states are going to want winner-take-all rules because even though Trump may not have a majority of support, he has more support than any other one candidate. Um, it's why I think for a lot of Republicans who don't want Trump, they're kind of hoping that there's a... a, a a gathering around one alternative right now, it looks like it would be Governor DeSantis. The way that in, that in 2000, the entire Republican establishment went behind George W. Bush and let him be the nominee over John McCain. Yeah, you're going to have you're going to have a whole lot of disputes uh, and intense, frank and open exchanges of views, to put it that way, within you're- the Republican Party. Uh, your examples in the essay are really compelling. Uh, you've made reference already to the fact that if Democrats in 2008 had had the same rules as Republicans, Hillary would have been the nominee, not Barack Obama. And then I like the example, the isolation of New York in 2016. Yeah. Where you yeah, go ahead. You, you explain yeah. that, Jeff. OK, so in, in 2016, Hillary Clinton got roughly 58 percent of the vote in New York. But because of the proportional rule, she got roughly 58% of the delegates, maybe 30 or 40 more than Bernie Sanders. That same year in New York, Donald Trump got almost the same plurality, roughly about 60% of the vote. But he got 89 of the 95 delegates because in New York, they did winner-take-all by congressional district. 
So that's a perfectly good example. Roughly the same uh, plurality gave Clinton a, a modest advantage in delegates and gave Trump an enormous one. My other favorite example from 08 is that uh, a million people plus voted in Ohio and netted Hillary Clinton, I think it was something like 12 delegates because she, she won a plurality over Obama. Uh, in Kansas, or in Idaho, 21,000 people participated in the Democratic caucuses, and Barack Obama, because he won big, got 14, netted 14 delegates. So it was better, Obama did better with the 20,000 voters in Idaho than Clinton did with the million voters in Ohio. Um, that's just a weird, that's why understanding the rules of the game um, become really important if you're trying to figure out what's going on. If I'm Ron DeSantis, I want the state rules to shift to more of a proportionate system for all the reasons that Jeff Greenfield has just explained. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. If I'm Ron DeSantis, I want the state rules to shift to more of a proportionate system for all the reasons that Jeff Greenfield has just explained. Now, I don't know whether in the state apparatus, the Republican organizations of of the states like Pennsylvania, like a Texas, like a Florida, there's any resolve to make a change. I, I mean, who holds sway within those state organizations, Donald Trump or his would-be opponents? The one, well, we're going to find out. Uh, and I think this 2022, I think, once again, reminded us that, you know, trying to, we're not particularly good, we political types of predicting the future. But, I, but the point you're making is underscored by the fact that during his presidency, Donald Trump and his supporters worked very hard to instill loyalists within the state parties and to get out, to, to, to sweep out those state officials in Republican parties that were skeptical about Trump. Now, whether the fact that the 2022 midterms did not particularly show Trump as a great political force anymore, whether that will change minds, 
This is why it's better to wait and see what happens. But you make a very important point. My feeling is that the Trump is finished notion is way too premature. So we, you know, we've, he's like Rasputin. You know, he's been, he's been dead and buried, I don't know how many times since he first ran. And I think the, there is still a residual base of support within the state parties for Trump. We're gonna, this is, as I say, Michael, what we're going to find out is, as 2023 rolls on. And, and Jeff, finally, the, the reason that replacing a primary with a caucus or a convention would benefit a candidate like Donald Trump is that it requires, it rewards passion. I mean, you have to come out and really have skin in the game uh, for a caucus yeah. as opposed to mailing in your vote or showing up, throwing a lever and leaving and going back to work or home. Exactly. That's why the Iowa caucuses have always been a blight on democracy, because they require you to show up in the middle of winter and spend a few hours in an overheated basement. Um, and the only reason they have it is because it's the only way Iowa gets to go first, which is all they care about. Because you know, they get they get idiots like me booking hotel rooms and car rentals and evening <laughs> right, restaurants right. for two months. Uh, but that's right. The whole idea of a caucus is you've got to be much more committed as opposed to walking, dropping by a polling place or mailing in a ballot. Um, and I, I haven't done the research. I apologize to you, but I was told by someone who read my article that Missouri has switched to this system, which which has to benefit Trump as opposed to any of the other potential nominees. By the way, I assume in Florida, Ron DeSantis would like a winner take all. Uh, right. In Florida. Idea. Sure. In Florida. Yeah, well, that's you have to go state by state and see what's going on. Do you think before you shone this light at Politico magazine on this issue that this was top of mind, well known to the non Trump Republican candidates? Uh, I talked to Ben Ginsburg, who until he left had spent his entire adult life as the Republican Party's go to lawyer for election right. uh, issues. He was very active in 2000, you'll remember. He told me that he thought that one of the advantages of, of Trump was that he, his people had been there before. Mm-hmm. And that this is not the kind of thing that is, that's on the top of people's minds right away. It's, it's one of the reasons why Hillary Clinton lost in a way. I just don't think they understood enough how, how these rules worked. So, no, I, I think uh, my, my assumption is that they're half confident. The people working for the non-Trump candidates are going to say, you know, we better we better focus really hard on how these delegates are going to be chosen, because it, it is, in a political sense, life and death for campaigns. A final thought from me. I, I'm going to modify what I've been saying to callers, because heretofore I have said Donald Trump benefits from a large field because he'll have this bedrock of, I don't know, 30 percent of the vote. I need to finish the thought and say, and with that 30 percent, because of the winner take all system that you see in so many re- uh, Republican states, that ensures him the nomination. It's the fact that the rules support that type of a candidate. I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's that's right. You probably don't want to go out completely on the ledge. But, yeah, um, I, I think that's a sound way to put it, that uh, that. The more states that have winner-take-all in the Republican Party, I mean, absent of a freefall, you know, I have no idea what will happen to Trump in the next year. I don't know how many dinners he's going to book with who. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. Um, and this is what I say. If you really think that Donald Trump is finished, just wait a second. Take a breath 
I don't know what it is about our business, Michael, that, that I've always said that, that political journalists like the kid in the backseat of a car on the start of a family vacation. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Right. And it's true. You know, my slogan for the next is take a breath and try the decaf because we're going to find out how this thing plays out. We don't know yet. That was excellent, Jeff. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Okay. You know, if your TV show were on a little bit later, I would be happy to do it. But out here in California, that time. I know. Really, I keep asking. Really I, I keep I asking, as said, you know. Say, okay. All right. I'll be up at five in the morning. <laughs> okay, take care, Michael. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Jeff Greenfield, the five-time Emmy-winning network television analyst and author. There you go. Right? I I, Tell the truth. You don't have to call me, but did you recognize? I'd lost sight of it. I certainly knew. I pay attention to it every four years, but I hadn't really focused until Jeff put this back on my radar screen that Democratic delegates are allocated proportionately and largely because it is left up to the states. The RNC leaves it up to the states. And in recent years, with the decision-making capability, what have the Republican primaries decided to do? They have, they have ended with some version of winner-take-all. And that is why the nomination process benefits Donald Trump, because he doesn't need 50-plus-1. He just needs, you know, a plurality. You can go repeat that to somebody at a holiday gathering. Well, yeah, but you do realize Republicans do it winner take all for the most part where Democrats are proportionate. And therein lies the benefit for someone like Trump in a multi-candidate field. And you will be the smartest person in the room because of Jeff Greenfield. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. 
Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. What do you got, TC? I'm not sure if I want to make mention of this in a congratulatory way. <laughs> Please do, whatever or not. it is. <laughs> but there's this, a headline at Smirconish.com today that, mm, let's say it caught my eye okay. in a sort of rhymey way. Tell me. <laughs> ahead, you know you? which one it is. I do, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm glad you read it. Go ahead. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> is it Nantucket? Yes. Sorry, Dan. Dan's like, what help? is up with you two? Wow. Um, there was. Go ahead. There, there once was <laughs> an exploding car in Nantucket. Yeah. There once was there a once mysterious. Was a... Yes. Go ahead. You got it. Go. Go ahead. There once was a mysterious Secret Service car fire in Nantucket. Right. I, I knew you need I, to go on to, on to the next line. I wanted I knew I wanted to use the story because it's a it's a good story and it's an interesting story. <laughs> Secret Service vehicles like burst into flames. It's mysterious. But it happened in Nantucket. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Anytime I write a headline about Nantucket for Smirconish.com, it will begin. There once was. That's it. Those are the rules. Like, you know, there's a style the way, book for the Associated so, Press. I am so bad for your sophomoric humor. I know. Because I just but, cracked. You know, you know, the you know, the uh, uh, the AP style book, which governs many a newsroom in the country, or at least it used to when there were newsrooms. Right. Yeah. The Smirconish dot com style book says if there's a Nantucket story, the headline begins. There once was. Right. But I have to correct you because you said in Nantucket. Come on. All right. right. Thank you. Sylvia, greetings in New Jersey. You most wanted to say what? Well, you know, um, with that Jeff Greenfield interview, um, Yeah, I think the Republicans need to do something about that winner take all mentality because you don't just have to give it to Trump, you know, with his 30 percent. And but what I most wanted to say is, do you know about Washington in 2016, the state of Washington? Uh, Ask that way. I don't have an answer, but tell me more. Because caucuses are the closest thing to winner takes all in the Democratic Party. And both Bernie and uh, President Obama benefited greatly from the caucuses. You know, like the examples that Jeff Greenfield was giving you where Hillary's oh, right. winning by millions uh-huh. in big states in Ohio, New York, and the, squeaking out a little, a, a few votes. Whereas in the caucuses, they just like amassed them. And the example of Washington, it was the only state in the union that had um, uh, a caucus and a primary, but the caucus determines the delegates, okay? And uh, it was first. And Obama took, like, a sweep of, like, 22 extra delegates, and then they had the primary, okay, not the caucus, the primary. Hillary won it, like, 64 to 36 or something like that, and she, you know, would have gotten just a, I don't know, caucuses. Sylvia, rules, rules matter. I mean, here, here's from, and thank you, here's from Jeff's piece. Hillary Clinton in 2008, Hillary Clinton lost the nomination to Barack Obama in large measure because her campaign did not understand the impact of proportional representation. Winning big states by narrow margins actually netted her fewer delegates than Obama got by winning small states by larger margins. For example... Clinton won the Ohio primary with more than 1.26 million voters, giving her a 53-45% plurality. She netted only seven more delegates than Obama. In the Idaho caucus, only 21,000 Democrats participated. Obama's 80-17% margin netted him the 12 delegates. 
This is Laura in Pennsylvania. Laura, quickly, what did you most want to say? Yes, that I thought um, it was interesting that Mike, I just heard the other day that Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, big Trump supporter, is running for RNC chair. So is this a play? Well, the rules are going to get set in your individual. You're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Pennsylvania. This would be it. This would be a Pennsylvania state committee decision, Republican state committee decision. It, it wouldn't be something that the RNC would uh, foist upon all the states. The states would still get to make up their they? their own minds. I, I mean, if I don't they can, I, if they can change the rules. Could they change the rules then? They can change the rules. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, one so, of the one so of the reasons that's what, that's what the ultimate play is, is, is my point. I'm uh, maybe I'm glad that Jeff wrote the piece now and I wanted to similarly highlight it on POTUS just to let us all file away. Oh, wow. This is how it works. And let's see if anybody changes rules now. Doug, you're in Darien. What did you most want to say? Hello, Michael. I think the uh, the solution to the Republicans problem of Trump winning a plurality, but not a majority, is preferential voting. Voting system that's used to Maine and Alaska. There's no way Trump would be anybody's no. second choice. No, no, no. You're so you're so right. In a ranked in a ranked choice or preferential choice environment, there's no way because it's it's not like you say, well, you know, I'm for Ron DeSantis, I'm for Nikki Haley, I'm for fill in the blank. But okay, Donald Trump is my se- no, no, no. You're either for him or you're against him. A ranked choice system does not benefit Donald Trump. You are 100% accurate. Man, read that. Read that piece. It's in my Twitter uh, account right now by Jeff Greenfield. No paywall. Great stuff. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.